There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about penises with the hilarious Natalie Norman, but I do have to say off the top is that this episode is explicit. We talk a lot about sex, personal sex stories, our own bodies, but we also talk about the evolution of penises and the decrease in male fertility that is happening around the world. Very educational, but very explicit. So if you have kids listening, I would skip this one, but if you are down for some sexual health, continue to listen. Okay, wow. Today's episode (laughs) is insane. Mom, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> no parents allowed. Also, maybe no kids allowed. No kid. No kids allowed. <laughs> no kids allowed. I mean, it depends what kind of kid you are. What kind of relationship? There are some people that have relationships with their kids that are very open um, about talking about sex. Like yes. my roommate in university, he and his parents would always joke about like dicks and vaginas and stuff like that. Like maybe it wasn't so explicit about sex, but they would How talk do you about know sex. that. He was like, me and my parents, we love to joke about dicks. And no, because marriage. I knew his family and I would meet them. And then like oh, wow. they, they would just like joke so openly about things that would make me so uncomfortable. The Catholic <laughs> popped out in you. Yeah, but I think it would for you as well. Like, you oh my don't God, talk no. about that with your parents. Yeah, don't talk about like we talk about a lot of hard cocks in this one. So hopefully the kids are not less than that. I'd say it's 18 plus, 21 plus if you're in America. And if you're European, it's 16 plus for today. Um, so, yeah, we're obsessed with a show called Couples Therapy. Oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, we need to talk about that. It is a Showtime. Showtime show. show. There's two. The second season's just started. Couples it's Therapy. so good. And didn't didn't have high expectations. Just I think our friends had mentioned it. Maybe you had read about it. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's so addictive. Every single time the episode goes by, we're just like, that I was sw- twenty five minutes. <laughs> I swear it's ten minutes in my brain, and every time it's twenty six minutes fully that it ends, and I see the twenty six minute mark, and I'm like, that it like physics has like obliterated in this moment. Yeah, we like, both always go, oh, when like, it's over, yeah, like, as like, though it's what? like we thought it was only like a few minutes in. <laughs> Anyways, highly recommend. The therapist is crush woman crush Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, we still have to look them up on Instagram. All the people that are in it. Yeah, I feel I, bad. Oh, I did know. you already? No, but I'm just like worried that they're like, we didn't know it was gonna be such a hit. Now these people know everything about me. Well, it's so fascinating. It's such a good. I feel like there are other therapy, maybe not TV shows, but they just do such a good job at conveying what's going on. I imagine they have hours and hours of footage from all these therapy yeah, sessions, and they, they do such a good job of finding sound bites, and yet it feels like you're really learning about the people's problems and the therapist does such a good job of playing the audience as in like she re-asks questions and helps make it clear what's being talked about in a way that i wonder wouldn't necessarily always happen in therapy but it doesn't feel like it's for the show yeah are you but it's such a good tactic to be like 
Clarify that. True. true Say yeah, that one like, more time. And so it it's because. And it makes like you always, feel. Like, yeah. But it like actually works so well. And I'm always like, all of the stories I somehow find relatable. Yeah. Like, I feel like we've listened to, what's that? Esther good, Perel. Yeah, where she's got a great podcast, begin? Where Shall We Begin? Or Where Should We Begin? I forget what it's called. Um, But I have found some of those episodes, you're like, wow, this is so wild. It's so unrelatable to me. But all of these couples, like, they have some intense problems, but they can all be distilled down to yeah, like sort horror. of uh, interrelationship working yeah. problems that most people deal with. So. It's honestly incredible. Good job, Showtime. It's a tick for Showtime, I, I must know. say. Where do you even want? Like, we, we just stream it online, but how do we people watch it illegally? Don't come get us, well, Justin Trudeau. How do people watch Showtime? Uh, I honestly don't. Do you have to There's have cable? So <laughs> many channels, so many TV shows. There's always a new TV show. I'm like, well, I ain't watching that. And is anyone? Like, I don't understand. I feel like the market's going to crash for TV. <laughs> it's but, like the housing market. Yeah, honestly, but the thing that should pop through for everyone is couples therapy. Take, take a gander. Yes, go watch. It's a small town in Newfoundland. And it's time for you to take a gander. Wait, how does that start? Like, uh, and where? And welcome to the rock. Welcome rock. to the rock. That's come from away. And welcome to Gander. Which is in it. The oh, yeah. Posters come of it from in, away in the show. It. In the New York subway, they have posters during this couple's therapy show. Anyway, oh my God, something just fell off a table. There's a ghost. Oh my God. Oh, what did we learn this week? So, <laughs> this Friday, I was on a hike in High Park in Toronto, and it was a gorgeous spring day the sun was shining mm. the wind was lightly blowing the actually the cherry blossoms were out but because blossoms. of the pandemic they were guarded by police <laughs> and you weren't allowed to go barriers. near them it was actually insane just like seeing like these like barriers up for this beautiful trees i was like well you know we live in an apocalyptic time <laughs> it's like you actually can't go look at nature like you, the you, most beautiful part of it yeah it, i'd never really gone before and i was like okay this is stunning like mm. i guess this could attract crowds of people yeah. but there were these flies there i this is what i learned about was mayflies there were these swarms of flies everywhere so like i swear to god i saw about 10 different groups of people like scream and <laughs> run but they looked like they were losing their minds because you can't see them they would just Are like they scream and start all running in like one direction and i'd be like wait what happened like it's someone and it's these swarms of flies were chasing wait, not chasing i don't them, really but. know what a mayfly is now that you write up. okay like, well, I, can about to... I can picture a june bug but not a mayfly okay that's so funny you're like <laughs> the month of june you got unlocked but this is the month of may so are mayflies big or no, 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 no. Are are they the swarms? They're swarms. Yeah. Oh my god, those are so annoying. They okay. just like go in your mouth and stuff. Okay, I actually was in love <laughs> with them because I, I was just like sitting there and being like, "What are these?" And they were landing on me, and I wasn't getting scared. And I was like, "This is such an interesting thing." And so they are mayflies because they're predominantly in May. But I do remember like playing soccer as a kid sometimes and just feeling like I was running with the ball, and then like all of a sudden lost the ball because I'm like a swarm of yeah. like, things that like came in my face. And I was like, and that happens. It's yeah. Like you swallow 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. of them. <laughs> okay. So they're called mayflies. And so this is just their life cycle. Cause they're so interesting is what I learned. I was like, I need to go home and find out exactly <laughs> like about what these they things. Are. And they're cool. So it's like, <laughs> so nymphs are their aquatic form. So mm -hmm. they are, let's, after they hatch from an egg, we're going to get to how that egg gets there. But after they hatch from an egg, they are at like the bottom of streams and like sometimes big bodies of water. So High Park, for example, there's like streams and like, like full of nymphs. And, yeah, tons of nymphs there. And even at the beach, like when we actually started to walk down to the waterfront, like there was like a green light and like someone was crossing the street and then just ran back to where they came from because like a swarm came to their face and like she screamed <laughs> and started running. I was like, this actually feels like everyone's losing their minds. 
So they're usually like, yeah, it, it's a sign <laughs> of clean streams and still water, which is nice because, you okay. know. Um, and so they filter feed, they stay in the water, and they're really great food sources for fish and birds and frogs. Mm -hmm. Then they molt at a certain point, their outer layer, and they float to the top of the water where they burst forth with these wings that have mm -hmm. tiny hairs on them. But those, but now those wings with tiny hairs, they're not fully mature and they're kind of hanging out on the top of the water. And like, they're not what we are experiencing when we get hit by a swarm of them. They're then, just like on the water. Yeah. Like they're like in grasses and they're okay. again, more food for Crawling birds and things ground, like that. Probably. But you wouldn't like really interact with them. them. Then when they get enough energy, they reach, their, they reach their adult stage, and that's when they begin to fly. But they don't have any mouth. mouth. They don't have a mouth <laughs> or gills. At this point, they only live for a few hours. Once they swarm. fly? When they're in those swarms, it's like hmm. they're either living for a few hours, and the longest they might live is like a couple days if they're like lucky. And the swarm, the whole point is just to mate. That's why they don't have any mouths or oh. gills. Like there's no, there's it's no, literally finding an orgy. Okay, so it's, uh, the swarms <laughs> are the males hoping. That oh, a female girl, that's an orgy for real. It's our gale, kind of orgy. Gale, it's a little bit of a little M M M M. It's gonna be an M M M M M M M M M M M M M F orgy because the swarm happens, and then the female one they're hoping will fly into it once they do they reproduce and then the male helps the female get to the water where the water then dip the female goes dip 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 dips the eggs in they die the eggs are now oh in and then they gosh. become the nymph again and then that's like the so life the cycle females are not that if you're if you like run into a swarm that's like that's a bunch of, that's a bunch of that's a bunch dude, of dicks that's a freaking talk about today's episode <laughs> yeah penises it's a dick mayfly dick swamp. <laughs> i don't think they have dicks but <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with them now and like I kind of want to go back to High Park because it's it's not quite May yet. So I think it will be happening throughout May. But it was just really funny to watch groups of people mm -hmm. like eating an ice cream being like, well, I guess like, I can enjoy them just like screaming <laughs> and you can't see it. Then looks like they're honestly losing their mind. They are mayflies. kind of and I, I don't want to call any insect annoying but i just mean in the sense of when you're not prepared for it and they sometimes kind of like move with you i was also walking <laughs> we the thought me and my friend were like did we bring them to these people like because <laughs> we were sitting on this hill and there were so many around us while we ate but we were kind of calm and just being like oh this is so cool and like looking at them on our hands like mating <laughs> and then as we were walking like we'd we'd pass people and they'd scream and we were like are they like swarming us and staying with us and it felt like every time we got like in close quarters with you someone like they'd be like oh and we were like are we bringing them like are they with maybe us? maybe they but felt I think confident just... and comfortable around your <laughs> beautiful nature i always think that i always think that i'm communicating with the animals um not as scary i think as june bugs still i think they're maybe more like in your annoying but june bugs are so big they're like giant but they don't bite her like because mayflies but don't they bite, go like right uh, i don't know if they like, bite but no they I, don't they don't Sorry. and i don't think june uh bugs bite but they like fly into people like yeah. i've seen them fly <laughs> into a friend's hair and it's like a giant what would you like a bumblebee size thing yeah. if not bigger and they're like like flying into people so i'm not ready for that <laughs> so oh, cool. to say. um all right shall i go into my what did you learn this week yeah so i learned that Okay, you know how, like, in the 1950s and 60s, they were doing all these, like, nuclear bomb tests? Yeah, yeah. You've seen those images where they're just, like, <laughs> blowing things up and everyone's, like, trying oh, to Oh, wait, wait. I was picturing, like, people in high school being, like, go under your desk. No, I mean, coming. literally, they were testing oh, bombs. Yes. Okay, and, okay. and um, So <laughs> the radioactive, like, fallout from that can still be found in American honey 
from the 50s. So uh, they because they blew up so many bombs <laughs> all over the world. It's not just American honey and it's not just honey. We'll get to that. But there's like cesium 137 is what was like released in the atmosphere in such high concentrations that it then gets in the rainwater gets into all of our plants and then pollen like the bees actually end up concentrating it so hard so i will say it's still below like levels that should it won't be harmful but it's still detectable (laughs) i would Um, hope it's not like and sorry to all y'all who've been eating the honey yeah, well, they. I think that it it was only recently discovered that honey weirdly has way higher levels than most mm. vegetables, and they were like, "Why would that be?" And it has to do with something to do with like the bees collecting it and like concentrating oh, it, no. but still at safe levels. Yeah. Um, but it's just messed up to think. But actually, I, I read that, and what I learned from that is this is also how, for some art, they detect if it's fraudulent. So they don't use cesium-137, but Hmm. when those bombs went off, it it unloaded so much carbon-14 into the atmosphere Hmm. that anything that was made after that point has a certain amount of um, carbon-14 Oh, so that's how they know something's older than that? Because it doesn't have Yeah, so there's been like art that claims to be from even the 1800s, and then they're like, well, this is from 1980 because it has so much carbon-14 in the frame or in the oils, and they just developed technique like before they had to like really strip a lot of material but now they've like been able to get it down to a pinpoint where they can just like take the smallest bit off and figure out (laughs) if it's fraudulent is that like (laughs) i always am like how many people are making like fraudulent well there was one famous guy i didn't write it down here but he had he had sold like 100 he went to jail eventually when they realized he was just like faking all these printing it on his like computer printer i mean like it's Leonardo da Vinci. no i think they they paint them they repaint them and then sell them saying they're authentic like new found pieces of art from this artist and then these people go and test like there's always been different tactics to try and figure out if something's fraudulent but this was just like one thing added to the arsenal however they say with carbon 14 it's starting to taper out to levels that would be natural for now so that technique may not be useful forever it seems like so much work to make the fraudulent art and if i was them (laughs) because i think you could make like millions of dollars but if if i was them what i would do to not go to jail is i'd be like Mic drop, I'd be like, that's the performance piece of it. I'd be like, <laughs> that is I'd, be like I'd be like, I'd be like, that's the art. Like, I was just panning, like, that's the whole point. Like, I did it. To, 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 it's a comment on the art market. Uh, that's what, like, I'm sure freaking bankers say as well. They're like, it's actually art. We're scamming you, but it's just actually art. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, like, about the stock market crashing? Yeah. Oh, that was our artistic it's thing about capitalism. Is art. Bad. It's actually a weird comment on capitalism that everyone's mm. burning. That, I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't yeah. know that that was a way that they can detect fraudulent art. Amazing. Okay, so we are about to get into a dirty, hilarious, but very educational, sex-positive, sexual education conversation. (laughs) After the break, you're going to learn a lot about our bodies. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. Now, you know I love a good website and I'm sure you do too. I always wished I could like code my own, but I'm clearly not talented enough. But thank God for Squarespace who empowers millions of dreamers, makers, and doers by providing them with the tools they need to bring their creative ideas to life. It's an all-in-one platform where you can build a website, claim a domain, market a brand, and even sell unlimited products online with no transaction fees. As you know, our website has been made with Squarespace for years. You can check it out. It's asapscience.com. It's beautiful. It's sleek. It works perfectly. And it was truly so easy to make. You can customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks. There also are these ready-made templates where you can just drag and drop stuff to make it look pretty. And you don't have to spend a ton of time understanding the back end of things. But it's also optimized to look good on any device, including mobile, which is so sweet. Nowadays, so many people are using mobile on our website, for example. And so it's nice to not have to overly freak out about how to make everything work on a desktop and an iPad and a mobile and all this sort of thing. Um, when you create a website with Squarespace, you get free, unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. Not to mention their 24-7 award-winning customer support. Okay, I want to go to that award show. Is there one? I need to find out. Just head to squarespace.com slash sidenote for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code sidenote to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash side note. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So we are here with Natalie Norman <laughs> and the <laughs> iconic topic of the cock. The mm-hmm. member. The peen. The, phallus, <laughs> the weenie. The willy. The Peter. The Johnson. <laughs> uh, My favorite toy. Sorry. <laughs> yes, we need to know what inspired this idea. I think I feel like it's the fastest text response I ever got. What do you want to do, penises? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I have such a cute little story. <laughs> um, like, just first want to say, like, shout out to the penis. Like, some are beautiful. And, like, some smell like clean laundry. Have you ever experienced that? Wow. Like, naturally? Or is that someone using laundry detergent? Yeah, I'm like, is that the laundry detergent seeping into that epidermis? Or are we talking pheromones, honey? I honestly didn't know. And I was like, I had to stop and be like, okay, like, your balls are great. But, like, why do they smell so good? Oh, wow. That is a beautiful thing to have said to you. Yeah, no, that's really nice. Because, obviously, like, there can be insecurities around that. There can be fear around that. No, I'm like really nice to the penis, but what if, <laughs> if only men could be that nice to my pussy. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. so basically this is what happened. Um, two-ish years, three-ish years ago, I was on a date with some guy and we were very, very drunk and I think he was like hitting on me and still I'm like, not sure, but we were really drunk. <laughs> And he started telling me like, oh, I've been thinking about one of your jokes before anyways. And then it turns out he was talking about one of my jokes about penises. And then he was like, yeah, condoms don't really fit well. And I was like, excuse me? It's like, okay. He was like, I was like, he was like, "Um, yeah, like when I put a regular condom condom on, it's like too tight. It feels like it's suffocating my dick. Oh my God, brag. 
Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, like me so out of it, like so like not into what's going on. I was like, you know, you can buy bigger condoms. <laughs> but, and he yeah. was like, he was like, but if I buy a bigger condom, it's loose on the base. Oh. Okay, okay. So we're getting an image. Now of we're what getting this... a bit of like I'm picturing like a hammerhead shark or something. <laughs> right. And I was like, I was like, hmm, interesting. And then I was like, well, first of all, I'm pretty sure you could still find a condom. I was like, and I was like just offering solutions, like not picking up that this guy wanted to fuck me at all. <laughs> You're like, I think he was flirting with me. Or he was like, Yeah, my cock is huge. Yeah. But not was, on the base. I, <laughs> yeah, the base is weak. <laughs> And I was like, what about a cock ring? What about this? Anyways, I went home. We didn't have sex. <laughs> See ya. And my, and my mind was like, hmm, I've never seen a dick like this before. So I started like Googling it. And then I found out it was an evolutionary trait. Mm. Because like A, first of all, it is not super common, but it's like, Apparently, I mean, you guys know this. Should I explain what I know? Oh, yeah, yeah I would love to know yes. what your Googling found. <laughs> She's like, She's when like the apparently, is, <laughs> penises are an evolutionary train. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, baseball dick. <laughs> oh, baseball. That's it. That's it. A baseball. Okay. Baseball yeah. bat. Baseball bat. Dick. Baseball, baseball, bat. Baseball, baseball, bat. Yeah. baseball balls. Baseball, yeah, baseball balls. Baseball balls. <laughs> baseball bat. Yeah, okay. So cool. like baseball bat dick and I was like, hmm, and then it came up like hammer and I was like, hmm, and I tried to find porn. I've never seen it. Anyways, what I came to <laughs> reading about it was that uh I would say like years and years ago. <laughs> you know, when we were hunters and gatherers. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, That's years. a science communicator right that there. We true. love to go, go to hunter gatherers. Hunter yeah. Hunters and gatherers <laughs> and um, you know, so like the women would be like gathering at home or like staying home. There's no home, homes, but yeah. <laughs> home base. Home, home base. base. Home base. Sorry, sorry. Come sorry. on. I was picturing a structure with heating. Uh, wow. <laughs> Do you not know your size? <laughs> okay. Well, we also have to say women were also hunters. They found that out this year. They hunted uh, and they gathered way more than men. Men literally did nothing. Continue. <laughs> I mean, shocking. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> apparently the men would go gather and the women would be left to their own devices and sometimes some men would stay behind and they would have some like intercourse um <laughs> let's not pretend it was like anyways <laughs> wait are you talking about men on men right now no, no. i'm talking about the women oh yeah my head my mind's would, in the gutter okay <laughs> no the women would stay behind and have okay. sex with whatever men were behind okay, yeah, true, true, true. and then they're like <laughs> partners would come back from gathering and be like this woman is my woman and <laughs> would fuck her natalie what are you reading <laughs> like this is not nature is magazine wait i'm getting to okay. it i'm getting to it i'm getting to it this Hunter is the porn you were trying to find <laughs> wait, they come back and they have sex with their like primary partner okay. and when their dicks go in, the reason it was shaped like that was so it would disperse the sperm of the oh, other hey. person they might have fucked there we go. so that 100%. their sperm becomes the predominant sperm and their lineage carries on. Okay. And Okay, we have an evolutionary you. PhD student yeah, with going us today. To <laughs> evolutionary biology of penises. It's like a legit field of study, and I just think you'd be really good at it. <laughs> I'm changing jobs. <laughs> Mitch, like you, um, like yeah, the, it's so true. Like that, you explained it. Also, the the whole time you were explaining this guy, who was like the condoms don't work. I was picturing him. 
you I thought the punchline was gonna be like he was putting them on backwards, so it felt like so tight. You know, like if <laughs> yeah, you ever yeah. try to put one on upside down, you gotta and, like, grab the doesn't go. And roll. He's like pulling it, and then and then it's so loosened at the bottom because he's just ripped it. I mean, I'll be honest, that particular man would do that as a joke. <laughs> Okay. But <laughs> um, continue. But yes, you're absolutely right. Like the penis evolution in humans specifically, like having large heads <laughs> is to like help sperm competition to like pull the sperm out that maybe another male had already stuck in the woman and mm. get it out to be able to put theirs. And they've like experimentally tested this. Like men with bigger heads have like a bigger chance of like pulling out the sperm. Uh, it's so it's literally like because that head of it would like the like friction would be pulling like, out literally sperm and, like, pull pushing their sperm. Thing. It kind of makes uh, sense. Okay. And I it, see the way I saw it was it was like uh, the sperm was like the dick was going in and like like a hammer pushing everything like, out of the way. But yeah. it's also like kind of pulling it think, back. Yeah, right? think of how like the like the mushroom head aspect of it is to literally scoop it out. Back. Not fully Whoa. out, but further away. Yeah. And part and of the, the reason is like, <laughs> like humans have disproportionately long dicks compared to most other primates. Okay, I'm um, horny. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. I've also looked at so many dicks for this podcast. Um, both human and animal. Animals felt okay. Weird. <laughs> I have to. Okay, we're um, learning a lot about humans. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, but uh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast was my sexual awakening, but it was Gaston's toe, not the Beast. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, long dicks are because it actually helped to place the sperm closer to the cervix, which is like one of the most like innard parts. Um, and so that was the competition amongst males is to have long dicks with big heads so that it could pull the sperm out. And one final fact is the reason they believe that after ejaculation, males, like the refractory period comes yeah. and it gets soft so fast is because you don't want to pull your own semen out. So after Whoa. you've ejaculated, Whoa. you go soft so that you can't accidentally like pull your own sperm out. I love that. Yeah, isn't that cool? I have a lot I, more other facts that are just like, really, I'm going to blow your mind, but we're That's so <laughs> cool. Like, that is really interesting. Because like... I've, I, yeah. You, sorry. So you no, go, no, 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 no. You go. We're, we're, we're all we are so excited. <laughs> excited. I'm, just like, I'm just like, when I make men all over the place come and they add, I see their refractory periods all the time after me, they refract hard because I did them good. Okay, your turn. I, <laughs> I just like, I find it so, like, listen, I'm, obviously I'm not a science head <laughs> or a science buff, but I think it's just. It's so, so interesting. And like also as a feminist, I'm like so offended by their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, so and you like, ew, okay. Like looking at all these flaccid, like scientific diagrams of dicks, and like you know, in like a science journal, how they'll like show an actual real like fleshy dick, and it's like the most it's like I'm like, did you choose the most disgusting <laughs> dick? Because they can't have like a beautiful porn dick and then be like, This is the dick, because everyone's it it's like everyone these gross dicks. <laughs> And you're learning about like, you know, the seminal vessels and the vast deference and all these things it's not very that it, I found it very unsexual to learn about dicks. But like, do you find the sexuality can pierce through the fact that we're like the epididymis holds the sperm and it like, <laughs> like well, I'm talking about thing. it. I'm like, this is the thing is like you're like really listening to those scientific words and I'm just picturing the whole time being like when's is it going in me when is it going in me when do I get to kiss the tip okay this is one way that it was described in a scientific article which was disgusting in its flaccid <laughs> unerect state 
The shaft of the penis has the feel of a dense sponge encased in very smooth eyelid type skin. <laughs> okay, well, that's disgusting. It's so gross. But that is actually true. It is eyelid type skin. Oh my God. You know when you masturbate too much and it starts to chafe? It's uh, like rubbing your eyes too much. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> now I'm like, producer, which we don't have. Edit that out. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> I, I mean... I have okay. We're so excited. We don't know even know where to keep going. Okay, you have something to say. Go first. <laughs> you want me to wait? You want me to go first because I got more information. <laughs> okay, no. First, okay. Then I have a question that's not sciencey. There's some. Okay, do do you like love dicks? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Norman. It's her brand. <laughs> it's literally my brand. It's like. It's like, I love them. I welcome them. I do have like, my preference is only, I have one small little preference and that's honestly it. And okay, what's what the is preference? It? Is it a baseball bat dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I never saw that guy's dick. Oh, wow. Um, my preference is that um, it's not that, listen, I understand there's a purpose for uh, hair down there mm. and it's not for it to be fully moved. It's for it to be like, well kept. kept well kept you can keep it oh, i just but like i just dated someone well let's not say dated i had my <laughs> fooled around with someone and it was like the wild west down there i was like w and his dick was huge and i still was like where are you <laughs> okay. like the weeds i need to come out i need to come out greg has i am full bush mcgee over here like I, you don't trim at all and no like ever and like I will say, it's just not happy. <laughs> I will say that okay, like I, I like okay. We can talk average size penis five inches seventeen five point one seven inches is the average. Erect, size. yeah. No flaccid. No. No. Oh, sorry. Erect, 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 erect. I'm suddenly imagine like, well, mine's a honking seventeen, so I thought I was flaccid. Both <laughs> me and Mitch are like, no. no. <laughs> It's 13 centimeters erect. So anyways, okay. I like my dick. Okay, got a good dick. But I will say when I do a little bit of trim, I'm like, wow, it's looking better. Like, I'm like, why am I not doing this? Putting in the effort. I just, I don't know. Mitch, I love you. I've been with you for a long um, time. I yeah. guess. And I like it. I love to be naked in the summer. Just like give, put me anywhere where I'm not going <laughs> to illegally get, I'm naked. And like the bush just helps me feel like I'm, you know. The way Natalie is looking at you right now, she's like, okay, good, good for you. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, like, that, I mean, I'm trying to like, defend it, but now I'm like, you, you just said your one caveat is my, what I have. Your problem. Oh, yeah. But like, you're not going to fuck me. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. True. Well, like, you never know. The world is a beautiful, fluid place. Okay. I mean, okay, wow. <laughs> He's hitting on me on the podcast? <laughs> Publicly. But, but you're Publicly. like, no, 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 no. The full bitch got to go. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I will still sleep with someone who has a bush. I'm just saying it's like a, a preference. slight preference. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I understand uh, yeah. the I think, preference. I think Mitch might have it, too. I think Mitch might have it, too. I think I'm in the wrong here. Uh, Greg, it is so easy to trip. I know, I know, I know, I'm not, I know, And there's I know. not like a specific look I want. I don't need you to like give it a moment. I, I swear to God, every day I look down at my hairy, 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 hairy bush and I think, Oh my god, I'm definitely gonna do that today. Oh, I'm gonna trim today, and then, and then the day the day starts to go by, and I go, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. I said I'll do it tomorrow for probably like two and a half years. <laughs> That's honestly, I literally like more than anything trim my bush. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs>
<laughs> like I, like during quarantine, <laughs> you know, I'm not joking. Yeah, you know it's like that, right? it's like a two-hour process. You like put on Enya and Canada. Like, no, I literally do. <laughs> like I have like a bay window, and like if my neighbor were to come out on our shared mutual porch at night. It would be me on my couch trying to wax my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ass of it all. Oh, what? There's, oh, nothing, an on there's nothing more embarrassing than when you bend on over and start to shave or wax the ass. <laughs> I love it. Okay, whoa. <laughs> well, that. that felt forced a little bit, actually. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Okay, we're one of the few mammals that don't have a bone in our penis. I was going to say that as well. What's it's called, called a baculum. Baculum. So, so then what? Yeah. So the, I, I have a question. Yeah. What is it when a man's penis breaks that breaks? Uh, they, <laughs> that is a, a Do bad. And break? it would be like it would be like the it would be the blood vessels and the tissues. Like There's no bone. Lol, at you even thinking there was a bone in there, Natalie? <laughs> like I didn't think there was a bone, okay. but I know someone whose penis like, broke. Oh okay, yeah, it would, it would it wouldn't have to do with the breaking of. I the have bone. actually heard that too. You're right. It must so it must just be. There's lots of fascinating like, like blood vessels vessel that can or, pop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the blood vessels, like the main ones, are on the top. You know, when you see like in porn, and they've got like a veiny dick. Those the biggest blood, the biggest veins are at the top of the shaft. In the dick or in the body? On the no, sorry, in the dick. <laughs> like like, like it's like there's like there's two big veins yes. along the top of the shaft, and then they go down and like become disparate underneath the penis, mm -hmm. and then the nerves are also mostly at the mushroom, which like also every science article is like the mushroom type, like an uncooked mushroom. I'm like just stop, but but the mushroom. <laughs> Part is where the most of the nerves are. Like I think we know that too. I'll share <laughs> one tip about blowjobs. It's like really lick along that vein. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like if there wasn't an explicit like E on this podcast to begin with, it's now there. Wait, <laughs> I have. I don't want. I can't. If there's one, I have one tip about blowjobs is really lick along that vein. <laughs> <laughs> but with your tongue tight, anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'm very oh. good at blowjobs. Oh it's a part god. of my culture. Um, oh my god! That's amazing. No, like, I'm like really, really good. But wait, do you guys know this? Maybe you can like explain it to me. I heard, re well, I read recently that men with bigger balls tend to be more fertile. Oh, that is, tends to be true. That's yes. good for me. I have really good balls. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know that you have very like droopy, droopy balls? balls. I'm just like picturing our parents listening to this episode. I'm actually gonna text every, my mom and be like, "Don't listen to the penis." I'm about to say something. I'm like, "Do I want your parents to say don't this? listen?" My mom, mom. No, I know. Oh my god, I'm texting. Um, but <laughs> so like, it's interesting because. Uh, humans have small balls compared they have long dicks compared to other primates but small balls because there's there were, were tend to be more monogamous so they think that oh. animals or primates especially that have large balls it's because they're competing more so they have to have more fertile like better sperm more sperm and so they have found that in humans too like men with larger balls oh okay, wait so it's the bigger the ball not the droopy the sack true like okay. I, I don't know have you ever like <laughs> now i'm like how big are my actual balls 
Maybe How do you ba- not know? <laughs> no, I mean like I'm like I'm like I like I am like I have big balls. Like when I look around like Hanlon's and everyone's naked, I'm like my ball sack is like droopier. But then I don't actually like I've ne- like the touching of my balls. It's like and the touching of other balls. I've never I've never thought to you know kind of close my eyes and touch many balls and go oh how big is my ball. Right, like, like, but now I want to do that. Is it I a- measure everyone's balls with my mouth. <laughs> oh my. You're like, well, this one's really filling it up like a oh big plump plum. That's about two <laughs> tablespoons. Yeah. No, but like, like, listen, listen. Two I'm tablespoons. Well, I was just you really a should. None of our parents should listen to no, this no, no, because no, no, I'm, no, no, no. No. I'm gonna keep going. But like, <laughs> like I'm really. I think the balls are very um, missed in the experience for men. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think why why are we avoiding this? This if we're if we're here for pleasure, like if that's the purpose, like let's take it all in, let's do that's this. True. So I do have some specialty tricks with balls. So <laughs> so after having so many balls in your mouth, you kind of get the sizing of like some fit really easily into your mouth, and some don't. Oh my god, I love that. When they fit really easily, you can be like, well. Bud, you got to get that checked out. The fertility is low, hon, but I'm going to keep going. But you need probably worry about your fertility. Yeah, like. <laughs> well, maybe they're just more like a better suit for a monogamous partner. You never know. Yeah, true. That's right, nice, right, That's right, nice, right, right. You know, that could be you a benefit what? on both sides. <laughs> Am I so gross about blowjobs? I like take them so seriously. No, <laughs> no, good. it's a sport. I'm sure everyone Go appreciates it. it who you yeah, encounter. it's an art. It isn't, that's, like, listen, I know this is related, but not really related. I'm, like, really into sexual health, science, and, like, sexuality. And, like, there's a lot of books out there about um, vulvas and, like, how to turn them on. And, like, they're, like, increased desire. It's, like, SES and SAIS. I don't know if you've ever read, like, about sex drives. And, anyways, I'm not explaining it well because I'm not a scientist. But I think there's also we talk about blowjobs as if they're like really easy like and like really cat- just like whatever. yeah you just yeah. do that and I think like all sexual experience just like vulvas with dicks we should really yeah. make the experience as best as we can because otherwise what the fuck are we doing oh my here? god I, okay is- I'm crying beautiful <laughs> that's nice yeah put that on a t-shirt you're doing God's work <laughs> yeah <they're- laughs> oh I am <laughs> I think that's really true I think a lot of men like this is also just like the problem with toxic masculinity is that it, it affects men as well like people don't want to talk and be vulnerable and be like what actually is more pleasurable to me yeah and maybe there's so like true. maybe there is the taboo of just like it's easier for a man to get off and so like guys don't have to think about well what's like the most desirable way to do that that's amazing because the flesh of the penis is connected to the anus hole so you know what i mean the toxic mask is stay away but it's like you gotta put a finger in there you gotta put a finger in there something i read recently also about the whole apparatus is that you can actually massage the prostate from outside did you know that the no. prostate from outside of the anus Like, hole. where do you wear As a gay yeah. man, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, you gotta get in to, there. Have you seen instructionals? A, it, of course I have. <laughs> okay, show us. She's literally standing well, up and has one hand to the left. And she, wait, there's a whiteboard appearing behind her. Oh my God, she has whiteboard <laughs> markers. Wait, she's, she's like, drawing <laughs> diagrams. Well, this is like, it's very hard to find out about this. I read about it and I was like, once again, like my brain is like, what is this? She's so on the dark web coding. Like, okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. 
<laughs> so basically, it's like when the shaft is up and the balls are here, there's a certain area where you can massage the prostate from outside. Wow. It obviously has to be a very deep massage. Oh, wow. But sure. it's recommended if you're with a partner who's like, fearful of anal play to try yeah. doing it that from way from the outside first from the outside to get into it because it also feels really good and like why are we ignoring the prostate yeah, that is true wow. it's like i'm going to look that diagram up <laughs> yes yeah, we yeah. got it i'm really into like all of it and it's this, that's also the thing is like the penis is so interesting just like the vulva there's so many parts and like listen i read this book on blowjobs recently <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> You gotta lick the vein at the top of the hard tongue. <laughs> Listen, when I say it's a part of my culture, Jewish girls are like really focused on blowjobs. Like I can't explain it. You were not being hyperbolic. <laughs> no, not for a second. But I read this like blowjob book and it talked about like the motions around men and their and their cocks, but it also talked about the different ways we can touch them that are new and exciting because I like once again I think it's like very much like up and down and I know with whatever anyways I just find it all interesting now yeah. tell me about I like feel like I could talk about this forever but I me also too. know that we also have to talk about the environmental factors affecting dicks yeah them <laughs> shrinking <laughs> them <laughs> shrinking do you want to go through that first or should I talk a little more about like the evolution of dicks yeah keep doing the evolution like, oh, we'll, end, we'll end with like the desperate also, sad I, aspect of all of this having done research on this I feel so overwhelmed because there's there, you're so right there's so much like from every perspective that I was like I don't even know what to cover and every animal's dick yeah and just like how they evolved how humans dicks evolved and I'm just like there's a I have a bunch of random Kind okay. of facts because I was just like finding all these different things. Okay, I'm so, I'm um, so, so I'm just excited. gonna like be staring over here while I look at them. So, obviously, human uh, penises are like so diverse between all other animals, it's like a big mystery why, but they think most of it's sexual. Uh, what do you call it? like uh, selection. not evolution, but sexual selection? Yeah. So, for the most part, like females choose dicks based on what is probably a sign of. Like high fertility and good genes, um, and I love how those females are always choosing like the faggiest animals. Like every animal has to be like fucking pink oh, like and purple, a, and be like, "Hey, batch, <laughs> hey, batch, I'm a, I'm a peacock batch," and it's like we're the only species that's like, Um, I didn't realize that. Like, so dicks can be so different. Like some animals have dicks bigger than their bodies. So like, what? Uh, barnacles have dicks that are eight times bigger than their bodies. Earwigs have two dicks. Give me dicks. a barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, earwigs? Earwigs have two dicks. Snakes have, like, it, they have two dicks, but it's like they've been split in half and they only use one of them. Um, so there's <laughs> all these different variations of dicks in all these different places. Great we, white sharks, two dicks besides baseball bats. Uh, where did they come from? The, obviously, it's like a sexual, like, it's like once animals came out of the oceans, I think, like, when yeah. dicks evolved. Um, really? So when we were, like, water-dwelling, like, cephalopods, there were there were not penises. Yeah, we become land-dwelling. So and, like, shortly after our sea-dwelling ancestors migrated on land, creatures were pressured to quickly evolve genitalia. Whoa! I Did didn't know, know that. that. Me either. That's that make, kind of crazy. Yeah, and it makes sense that why some mammals that are now in the water, which have, like, come from land yeah, back into like water, have penises. Yeah. yeah, but a fish would just, like, in, like, squirt onto oh, eggs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Like they would put eggs down and then they would just like spurt their squirt. And even like, like even like, well, lungs were used when we were fished to like as flotation Float. devices. Yes. But as like breathing 
Like it just, I just feel like, yeah, a lot of things with cocks have lungs. Mm. <laughs> they, they, they used, um, like the comparison for people who like don't totally understand sexual selection is even like deer antlers. So if you, there's like so much variation between species. So like moose antlers are like completely different in shape and size, but they're like all really similarly related. So that's wait, wait, because wait. of the pressure of the female, the antlers uh, okay. represent something. And this is why every species has like, even when they're closely related can have like completely different penises. Like a, like a, like a chimpanzee's yeah, penis versus exactly. ours. Yes. So yeah, their penises are tiny. They're tiny, yeah, very small, but large balls. Big balls, though. But no, I think chimps aren't tiny, but gorillas have tiny dicks. I think. Yeah, and a lot or, of animals have dicks that actually go inside them when they're not hard. Yes. So that is another thing that Whoa. is like. There's been a lot of debate of like, why did why is uh, it humans still hanging or out other there? animals? Some animals evolve like dicks that got outside. And them. a lot of Kay. people, a lot of animals have testicles that are on the inside too. And it's like, why is our junk hanging out? Like because it's like it's not healthy it hurts there's a lot of theories about why okay wait stop pause (laughs) side note side note so once again back to this book i was reading about basically about vulvas and penises and sexual blah 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 blah. it's called come as you are great book highly recommended by emily nagoski but basically she goes over the the um the way the uh the vulva like the vulva is and how everything like the our balls our version of the balls and we have the same parts yes. but they're just inward yes totally. yeah for sure it's the crazy so, thing and the and penis yeah. are made of like the same tissue and it's just like yeah. a change exactly yeah, yeah and actually way, i uh go ahead well she has this uh, ongoing sentence throughout the book where it's like um we're all the same just positioned differently oh yeah totally. yeah i know that's true and even in it, utero, like it, we all kind of start neutral or like more similar to the female. And then after certain hormones hit in the mother's stomach, like the ovaries or become testes and drop down. And the, um, the vulvas fuse. And when you look at ball sacks, you know, there's like that line on the ball sack. Yeah, yeah. it's like, also there. Yeah, it's the. But fusion. you know, it's also in the vulva. There's like a line inwards. That's like a small like seam almost. Yeah, yeah. Never, I think. Heard, never seen it. Never. I've uh, <laughs> certainly never seen that. <laughs> Truly, like I don't know anything about. Greg's vaginas, so really quiet sad. right oh, now. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> I know he's seen it. I've had many an experience. I once. I mean, my parents are not listening to this. This is explicit. I once ate out a girl with a tampon in. I love you. Mazel tov. You did it. That's exactly. God's work. So I just have to say, <laughs> you know? I've seen it. Oh, you've seen it. Okay. I did know, and I liked it. I was going to say, <laughs> one of the reasons, and this is like a personal, I'm like, I guess I'm just saying this on the internet and to people, but I like when you have an inguinal hernia, I had that when I was younger. It's because mm-hmm. in men, it's like, um, like your intestines go into like your ball sack and that's a hernia when the intestines like push through. So it can be in your stomach, but this kind is because when ovaries drop and become testicles there, there's like a hole there that has to make room for that. And so it's an easy place for something to push through. And so I had that problem. Is, okay, I is that get a surgery? For is that it. the same kind of hole that I, drag queens tuck up their balls into them? I different? don't really know, but I, I guess think this so. is not accurate. <laughs> this is not accurate. Like I think t- some drag queens literally can push they put their, their balls, balls in them upwards. Yeah, and then, really? Yes. So that and it then looks they like they don't they have a penis. wrap it the dick and scrotum, which is just the sack. The scrotum's just the sack back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how far up it actually yeah. goes or if it's just Is that like, painful? I think it think is. So. Like I've tried and it actually is not very comfortable. But I think if <laughs> yeah, you just I can't get imagine. Used to it, yeah. <laughs> the things people do for fame. It's um, like binding, I guess. It's like Yeah, what? yeah, that's true. It's kinda like binding. Like what? Binding. Like when binding. you bind your tits. 
Oh, wow. See, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> oh, man, wow. read a book. I'm like, <laughs> like, is that specifically for like drag kings or just in general? In what general, is, trans In general, people? in general. Yeah, oh, I see. Like it. to just like flatten. So yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's a piece of fabric that like just holds everything down. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's just um, like pressure. But on. like, yeah. Okay. Learn something new every day. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I can tell you. Oh, yeah, like chimpanzees. Most other primates have spiked penises. And so they've always wondered, like, why don't humans have spiked penises? Um, we believe that ours evolved to be smooth because of monogamy. Oh, yeah. It's that same thing. Because of, of like what? having small Sorry. monogamy. Okay. Like the competition to fight and spend resources on having all these extra features to compete with sperm is not as high in Homo sapiens. As, as unlike ducks who have a corkscrew <laughs> penis. Oh, I know about that corkscrew dick. I hate that. <laughs> oh my God. I love ducks hate so that. much. But then whenever I look at them, I'm just like, oh, good Lord. You got a They're corkscrew perverts. down there. And not just, They're perverts. not just ducks. There's like lots of animals that have, even I think, I think uh, types of swine have corkscrew dicks as well. Um, okay, but why do dogs have similar dicks to us? Because they're our man's best friend. Man's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really not that similar, Natalie. It's like this. It's like inside them, and then it comes out this nasty. Right, ass lipstick. it's a lipstick. <laughs> and then I'm just like, is it that similar? <laughs> like, I don't know what kind of dicks you're blowing, but it's not that like, similar. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Every time I see a dog dick, I'm like, I can't. I think, it's I bloody. Can't. It's like, it's like, okay, where's the? Yeah, why is it bloody? Where's your epidermis? Where's the skin, hun? Don't let that out. <laughs> oh, I used to love my our dog doesn't have boners anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, before he was neutered, like he used to get them all. He the doesn't time. get them now. No. Sure oh, he, and I used to do this thing. Yeah. When he's overexcited, it might happen, but it used to be like every. Okay, day. <laughs> this is psycho, and like at this point, it's like this isn't that bad. It's like if we're gonna get cancelled, we've already been cancelled on this episode. But it's like I used to do this. I love just dance and dancing, and I would dance in my basement. There's this one move where I. Would go down on the ground, kind of grind to the ground, and then I go boom, 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 and I like lift my ass up and and hit my crotch down and bang with my fist. And yeah. he would make enough of a loud noise that Ernie would always run down. And I'd be on the ground and he'd just start humping me. <laughs> just like humping me like right Every in my ass. That and so then I was just like, I fucking love this. So funny. So like Mitch would be watching me. I'd just get on the ground and go boom, boom, boom. And then Ernie would come down and start humping my butt. I'd be like, hey, Mitch. Hey, man. <laughs> so I'd like, it's like fully like routine with my dog. He would hump so me. Disturbing. And then also I used to like pick him up a certain way, like at parties and stuff. And like just hold him and like kind of bump up and down. And then he'd get a boner. And then he'd just always have this discharge on my shirt and it was like guys look <laughs> guys <laughs> look when i held I her that's even like too much for me <laughs> yeah not funny disgusting <laughs> like, anyway. it's like, and i'm like the queen of, of, of swallowing like that <laughs> i'm sad too though much. i miss those days i i remember the first <laughs> time i went down i banged my ass in crotch and fist and i looked at ernie and he was like what and I was like, it's over between us. <laughs> Once he got neutered. He yeah. moved on. Oh, my oh. God. Are you neutered? He was awful. I love Mitch's face throughout this. <laughs> I'm just like. It's like, <laughs> Mitch, Picturing you're a scientist. This know. is science. I know it's science. But like having your dog hump you is not science. <laughs> it so I is. Mean, it's like you dumb little thing. True. No, I understand. Your hormones are wrong. I grew up in a Catholic family, okay? I'm repressed. <laughs> okay, this is funny. I was looking up different names for dicks. One of them's pigskin bus. <laughs> nope. Nope. Absolutely not. I, I think we should bring back one-eyed trouser snake, though. 
I love that no. one. Okay. Like trouser snake is too that long. That one feels religious to me. What about leaky hose? Leaky hose, like you can't be. <laughs> tool. I like. No, tool. that's wait. Leaky hose is like you got like your cum just can't stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It actually seems like you're sick. Oh, I think I thought I said you said linking hose. Oh, because it links into the other person. Yeah, and I that's was poetic. Like a hoe for some reason. Because oh, a that's linking like, hoe. That's like the thing that pulls. Sometimes they call this mushroom a hoe, like how it pulls. Okay, a linking hoe. Now that Not is a leaky good one. hose. <laughs> Okay, wait, sh- sorry. I know we're talking about, like, names. <laughs> what was I... Th- Ugh, I forgot my thought. It was, like, good, and I'm so sorry. It was, like, it was sh- definitely... Screams, like, schlong! <laughs> it was about... Oh, it was about, like, pre-cum. Oh, what okay. about it? Be- can you say that again in that beautiful pre-cum? <laughs> pre-cum? Oh, it was about pre-cum. <laughs> Where's the pre-cum? So that's yeah, just, like, the fluids, like, getting excited, getting ready to ejaculate. Yeah, but you're right. Fluid. It's interesting because there can be such a difference between men of yeah. if at all or how much or how It's similar little. to women getting wet. Yeah. It's, like, helping. Is I it? Assume, I think so. It's I helping to lubricate. It's like lubrication, I assume. But the... See, I'm gonna. I'm curious. We're gonna have to do the science behind this because. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, second. They're, because, they're coming back on for our episode on pre cum. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> which is my dream, because pre cum, from what I know about it, it's um, a way to expel the old sperm that's left inside the cock, it's and that, make room for the new like sperm. To kind of well, it, it says that it's clean a, it it's, out. It's a it's a loop. It's clearly a, a lubricant that prepares the urethra for the climax. Wow. And looks similar to semen. Just so shut her down like that. Well, okay, but it's not necessarily <laughs> it a lubricant. It's not necessarily a lubricant of the sex. It's a lubricant of the actual like urethra. Urethra. Getting okay, ready okay. to ejaculate. Which sounds almost more yeah. similar to like. It is. Yeah, like yeah. it's a cleaning. It's a cleaning process. Yeah, like, yeah you're right. Anything that's in the way yeah. gets, gets because so wetness in because wetness in women from the I think it comes from the barthul barthmulial glands. I can't Ooh, remember yes, bark yes, glands, yes. <laughs> but. It's um, basically, so like another, I'm so obsessed with this book, by the way, you have to read it. Yeah, I'm excited to read it. Come as you are. Um, Basically, it says, there's a thing that happens with women, it's called, and it happens with men sometimes, sorry, with penis or vaginas, vulvas, let's get back, that's genitalia. But basically, when anything that um, seems arousing comes towards a vulva, it immediately starts getting wet. So it's not actually a sign of being turned on. Uh-huh. It's actually a sign of you preparing to allow something in. Uh, that's so and it's a very it's a very important thing that we should all be learning yes, in health sciences. That's so true. Be- because um, you know, so many times, like especially if you consume porn like me, you're watching it and the woman's like, the the man will be like, you're so wet. That means you're turned on. Right. And her face is like completely <laughs> like stone yeah, cold. Yeah, that's so interesting, Natalie. And it's like so stone cold. And you're like, no, no she's, she's not. not. <laughs> yeah. And it's so like unfair yeah. for men to think that. It, like it's such an important thing to understand just for like how you all, everyone gets on the It's just on the a right physical. Like yeah, a, it's yeah. just. Body response. response. Totally. And then, and then, so like in this book, it says always, you should always be communicating with the person you're having sex with. And even men sometimes, like they can get hard sometimes without actually being turned on. It's your body getting ready to create life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It says, (laughs) another thing that it says pre-cum does is it neutralizes any acidity of urine left within the urethra. Which is kind of it's interesting cleaning. and smart. It's yeah, yeah. It's literally oh, being cool. like so that to protect the sperm, we're gonna like neutralize the acid of urine. 
So it's okay. like, it is, it's just kind of what you're saying. It's like all of these things that we've like created these like colloquial, like, oh, I'm hard. Like, oh, I'm wet. It's like, this is all just physiology and science that we've like, you know, created this like aura around, but it's actually quite simple and functional and mm -hmm. like, Well, yeah, like cool. me being like, I'm wet literally could be being like, oh, a tampon is coming into me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. your body so is prepared preparing and uh, like also the so penis with the cleaning and everything um do you think someone with more this is just like a thought in my head yeah. someone with more pre-cum is like someone who's like really got fertile because they really need know how to protect everything oh okay, well god here i can talk about my thing right now because this is about male fertility okay and it's um Ooh, it's bleak. <laughs> so it's like it's like really intense. It's really really intense. So it's like male fertility, like definitely that concept of being like, oh, like do they have more precum? Are they more fertile? It's like we're at this like crazy point where male fertility is decreasing so much. And the reason why I think this is so important, and we just made this video about this, and it's like gone. It's like gone pretty viral. It's like this in the sciences. It's a very new topic of discussion. But the reason it's so important is that when people have fertility issues, so often it's put on women. It's like, it's like, you know, I don't, whatever the story that is. Something is wrong with the woman when someone can't have it. You're yeah. telling me. Yeah. 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 No. I, and it's just like, so one third of, to one quarter of all fertility issues have to do with the sperm. Whereas one third to one quarter of all fertility issues have to do with the egg. And then the rest have to do with a mix between the two. But this, the concept of infertility issues right now are so bleak because of sperm and sperm production. It's such a fragile process. And really what it is, is that we are consuming since like essentially the 1950s when we really started to use. And if you look around, you see it, all these plastics, it's. They're called phthalates. Uh, there's BPA, which we've heard a lot about, like BPA-free water bottles, like that. Those specific, they're called endocrine disrupting chemicals. So they actually mess with the hormones in men and they disrupt testosterone and the ability for penises to grow when you're young. And the main issue is taint size. So the actual, the thing you're rubbing near the prostate, that <laughs> thing. <laughs> and also just, just literally... The ability for these sperm, because they're not very, they're not, well, obviously they're not intelligent. They're not smart, but sperm are like, it takes a lot for them to get to the egg. And there's so many specific biological functional things that we've just talked about that are really getting like are under attack from things in plastics, pesticides, and a lot of the products that we use. So it's like pretty scary because it's like, we have to figure out how we regulate those products out of our bodies. And a lot of men don't realize this impact that they have on fertility. And another thing is like, if you go to a sperm bank and you're over 40, they're like, leave because your sperm at that point, the DNA is more damaged. Like men have a biological clock when it comes to fertility and they don't realize this. And it's like, so older men will have like a, a kid with a younger woman. They'll probably have a lot of fertility issues. It'll 100% likely be the man. Then there could be really big issues with the actual birth and the ownership being put on the woman. And people don't talk about this. And it's like, yeah, you have a biological clock and it is your sperm. And in fact, eggs are like, eggs don't have the same biological clock in that sense as the other aspects of pregnancy that are harder. What? But yeah, it's like, and penises just in general are shrinking because of these endocrine disrupting chemicals that we are now like obsessed with. It's just everywhere. We all use them. So, I have so many questions. Okay, first of all, <laughs> are they figuring out, and I'm sure they are, um, I imagine so, a way to increase sperm quality? 
Like, oh like, my god! Just in terms of what, like, um, lifestyle so basically, meds, or is that what you mean? Like, is there a meds, way to like give meds? So not not improve? really through meds, but if you do things like IUI, no, or I'm sure IVF, there's research into yeah. it. I'm sure there are like yeah. people yeah. testing like different substances. But it's really okay. The reason it's so scary is that okay, smoking cigarettes. If a man smokes cigarettes he has decreased his fertility immensely just by smoking cigarettes. So he can stop smoking cigarettes and then try and get pregnant. And that will really help if a man is inactive or, um, you know, spends like the studies are a lot on people who self proclaim that they like spend more than five hours a day watching TV. They're extremely infertile. Their sperm are not healthy. So it's like, there's that, but then there's also these chemicals. So phthalates, BPAs, DHPAs, these things that are in like, fast food packaging or soaps or all these different things that we use. The, the issue is that they, there's so many of them and they come together and it's really hard to study in isolation what they would do. So when you think right. about medicine, it's like you really need to understand biological pathways to have very specific ways to combat things. But this is such an influx of like a vast array of chemicals doing different things. Like some decrease taint size. Some are only causing effects when the mother is exposed to phthalates, when the embryo of a boy is between the weeks of 8 and 12. Whereas other cases, it's like when your kid is born and between the ages of 0 to 1 only, he's exposed to BPA in a certain way, whether it's topically or ingests then it's like he's likely to have a less developed uh, ball sack and uh, decreased sperm count. So there's just so many issues that medicine, I think, is like, like hard not to going to be the easiest thing to do. Kind of thing. And what they do is they now will take like IVF, for example. There are ways that we can take men's sperm, literally like spin it around, get the best sperm. And then maybe inseminate a woman that way would be like a smarter thing to do. But that sounds very dystopian. And weird. Okay. I yes, have Natalie. so much to add to this because of personal life experience that I'm currently going through. Okay. So that sounds so vague, but let me explain this. First of all, I'm curious to know if, so if you start stop smoking and you get more active, the quality does increase. Yes. For men, for men. Yeah. For because men. because yes. men have such a uh, high turnover of sperm. That's also why like wet dreams occur. It like is pushing out old sperm. Um, right. Because sorry. Yep. Go ahead. Because with women, from what I've researched and know is that you ha only are born with a certain, um, like amount of eggs. Mm -hmm. And once the quality is diminished, there is literally nothing you can do. Yeah. To create better quality, I have, by the way, terrible quality. Do you oh, really? So you, like you from, figured, like, what? Tests or? You got tests? How you that? guys are like, all of a sudden, you guys have so many. No, questions. no, no, but I'm like, how okay? do you, like, can you just self identify as terrible quality? Or, like, what no, did you? No, uh, no, I'm like, well, listen, I like to tell people I'm 29. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to take that. Yeah, 29. Don't ask. I've been selling people for like five years and I'm 29. <laughs> um, but basically through a process where I ended up like, to be honest, this past summer, me and my friend, me and a bunch of my lady friends um, decided that we were like talking about, should we get our AMH levels checked? Which if you don't know what your AMH levels are, they are the quality of your eggs. Hmm. Oh, okay. interesting. So it's not about the quantity, it's the right. quality because yeah. there's a bunch of things, obviously that plant of fertility, like the quality and how many eggs you actually producing and follicles and all this stuff. Anyways, I have done the AMH test found out like it was very heartbreaking i'm dealing with it mm -hmm. um, but basically my quality is i have the quality of a 41 year old woman 
Okay. Mm. So that is very, very low for my age. I am 34. So basically, <laughs> I, hate so in- my- I hate that they do that. Like, it's so intense to give like an age on it. Like, I know I, I know, get that. It's it is all, like, it's useful, but it, it goes yeah. back to that thing where men never have to be like, what is well, what's yeah. the quality of my sperm? Yeah. I'm 34 and I'm sitting here dealing with my quality. And then I like did all this research and I asked, called so many doctors. I was like, I don't understand why we haven't figured out a solution to yeah. increase the quality. So... Like there is like some vitamins I can take that will help increase it, but there's no like scientific studies. Now with follicles, sorry, this like really got into a different. No, no, no. This this is what we wanted to talk about because it's really interesting. So, so follicles is a different thing. There is now some like they're thinking that there is some ways to increase the amount of follicles a woman has um, or able to produce. So, for instance, like testosterone androgel is said to believe to increase the amount of follicles because you don't you, you need good quality of eggs and you also need um, a lot of follicles if you're doing egg retrieval or IVF. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So but here's here's another catch that I find so interesting cuz uh, uh, like I'm 34 I'm thinking like do I do egg retrieval, you know, especially if my quality is low, it's not going to get better if anything it's going to decrease. Um, but basically when I spoke to so many doctors, they're like, when you're doing IVF, egg fertilization, embryos, whatever, it doesn't mean you cannot get pregnant naturally. It mm. means that IVF isn't easy. And they're two separate things. This is ah. my understanding. Obviously, you could check this out, but that's what I was told. It's like, you can still theoretically get pregnant and yeah. have a very healthy baby, but for egg retrieval, right. you need a quality. Huh, that's really that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like, right? Like- and... and and because there's no natural selection when you're removing the eggs, that's right. what I imagine what's happening. They're taking everything. So they don't know which eggs are good or bad. And then also what's crazier about this whole thing is they take all the eggs out, right? For Like say you're just doing egg retrieval. They take out like how many eggs they get. They freeze them. You're not guaranteed anything. You're just, you just have a pile there, but you actually right. don't know the quality. Right, like wow. it and may I'm, already be, if it's low quality and then frozen. And there's no way of them testing it. it. That's so intense. There's no way twisting, but with sperm, can, like from yeah. what I read, is like they can like spin it. It takes yeah, about three months to clean it, it yeah. out yeah. and figure it out. And I think that also plays into like the misogyny in the medical yeah. world. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. That's, it's so sad. Like when you realize the misogyny of all of science, like for example, like one anecdote, is just migraines like they they're so behind on migraine research because it's like 70% of people who get migraines are women and so doctors have just ignored this like you know really intense thing that's been happening for so long and only now they're like panicking they're like we give them botox i don't know and then now they like we give them a bunch of weed like it's like they're all just like cuz all these people are like now we know these migraines are real and the research is getting pretty quick and fascinating right now but back in the day like men weren't experiencing it and doctors were like literally like it's hysteria like this woman's lying like they I mean, like they're blind in left eye and now they have a headache like no you don't and it's just like so sad because you're right like although the complexity of like um fertility is different for people i still really think you're right like there's definitely going to be a lot more robust research into sperm just based on even when you go back to the late 1800s of how they were studying things i mean and that's the thing it's like it is always placed like it is placed on women because it's considered like a women's like job and a woman's issue but like it's like when i was speaking to like fertility doctors the science is still so new and i i like said to my friend i called her i was like I can't understand. We've been doing IVF and 
egg fertilization for like what 30 40 years yeah. why are we only doing studies now and what like he told me the study which was really interesting which relates to sperm you said around 40 it's super damaged for women the actual cutoff of like from this particular study that he felt was a good study was that at the age of 37 is when the drop off of amount of eggs happen huh. so up until we're 37 women people with eggs are 37 you have a good chance of getting pregnant the quality is technically good like you should have an easy time getting pregnant once you turn 37 it diminishes half every year that goes by Hmm. so but also that the thing is that's not that's just like an average right like yeah yeah. none of this is finite like have kids well and it's a mix like like the like that's like also when it's looking at fertility issues it's the sperm it's the man and the woman it's the eggs it's the follicle stimulating hormone of the woman it's like the testosterone of the men there's so it's so complicated that like yeah it's not just like it you can think of it in like these finite terms although sometimes it's used to explain to help people grasp things right i mean for me i think the most predominant way this is explained in the media like fertility issues is if you've watched the handmaid's tale (laughs) (laughs) well that's oh my god well but the handmaid's tale is about fertility that's what happens yeah i mean also control and manipulation but a big thing is that the environment has caused infertility problems and they put it only on the woman and if you watch the show or read the books eventually you're like maybe it is the men yeah yeah it's like and you're like, right. It's Why like this woman's proven to talked about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually so like Margaret Atwood is a genius. And even, it's so sad that like these studies are always well, even like, thinking about the, the study about tail. like dicks shrinking. It's like that. It's so sad, but it's so true that that may actually propel like politicians and legislation to change faster than anything. Yeah. So they're like, for, oh, like, now we think male politicians problem. to be like, oh my God, yeah. it shrinks dicks. A thing that like, obviously the sperm count matters to fertility, but dick size doesn't, but it's like, that's the thing that will probably peak out. Even in our comments, they'll be like my video. little boy, my little boys, my little baseball or playing like, boys have a small dick. Men, just as soon as they realize it's affecting men and have to face that, it is like, well, men should be scared because I'm here to tell you <laughs> I'm out here replacing men very easily. (laughs) And I'll tell, it's when I was like sleeping with someone, fooling around with someone, and he was like, you don't have a vibrator. And I was like, no, they're very loud. Uh, (laughs) And it's like very hard for me. And then he he was like, you should get one. And I was like, A, your job? Like, like it's your job to please me. I don't know why you're here otherwise. And then he left, and then I saw a discount. <laughs> Sorry, this is, this relates. I swear, <laughs> I saw a discount on this like on this particular vibrator that's like quiet, but also like supposed to be really good. It was t- originally a hundred, and I got it for twenty dollars. German engineered. <laughs> You're like, there's no regulation on the plastic on it. Uh, it's fine. You know, it's got. No, it's I'm, BPA I'm free. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's like insane. It's like got a 15 year warranty, which is longer warranty than any man has ever given me. <laughs> 15 but I got, years. I, wow. But I got it, and I said to myself, I was like, men are so crazy. Like, we have sperm banks. Okay. We're out here. We don't need your pleasure anymore because this thing made me come in five minutes and it didn't have to talk to it afterwards. Okay. And when I ordered it, it arrived in 24 hours. Okay. Oh my God. You get a new one every day. That's so true. And a sperm bank is where they actually go through the semen and they go, this, this sperm's good. You don't have to deal with any custy 40 plus semen. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just like, men, you better be careful. We also... 
Listen, we can get a dick in any shape we saw as we want. That's yeah, true. whether it's a baseball bat or a micro penis <laughs> that goes inside like a chimpanzee. One last random <laughs> fact I had come across, not random, obviously, but related to male sperm, is they find that when if if looking at pictures in studies, a man looks at an image of a woman with two men, he'll produce more sperm. Because okay. it's competitive. Whereas if he looks oh. at images of just three women, he will not. And it's be- and they wow. think it's because when it's like kind of how like gorillas have small dicks and small like balls because they don't, they are like it's like one man is with a lot of women um, because he doesn't have to compete. So I just thought that was interesting that there's so these, the com- like, the competition of seeing more men like it, this is heterosexual men seeing more men around a woman makes them produce more sperm because they're like, I got to get mad. Yeah, like obviously not conscious, but it's just <laughs> oh like God. their body starts. No, that's like, hot. That's hot. <laughs> this is, this, that is hot. And this is my favorite, favorite base of information to use and be like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need more boys in this equation. True. We're inviting someone else in because you got to work harder. Yes. Mama needs that sperm. <laughs> It's actually for you. Oh my God. <laughs> MMF. Oh MMMF. Oh. Normalize MMMMF. I'm out here normalizing it, okay? <laughs> oh my God, Natalie. Okay, that was amazing. We love you. I feel like, do you have any more amazing facts to share with us? Like, yeah. no pressure. And I just feel like you've brought so much. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like there's yeah. anything we left unsaid. She, she's changed her I position. Mean, her yeah, legs are like, up. Her teeth <laughs> out. She's like, well, I mean... We could go for hours. Now that we got the MMMF. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I know a lot about uh, women's fertility right now, but, like, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, we can yeah. we'll honor that we're talking about yeah. the cock yeah. and its evolutionary history. And, I mean, I hope they evolve to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so where can people find you and reach out? Maybe slide into the DMs for some MMF. Okay, slide into my DMs for MMF at Stalking Natalie on Instagram. (laughs) And Twitter. I'm illiterate on Twitter, so get ready. (laughs) I love it. Me too. I always think about that. I'm like, my degree is in science and visual art. I can't write. Every time I There's post no a tweet, I'm stoned, and then I read it the next day, and I'm like, oh, I left out a the and a like period and an at symbol. Sometimes I read my tweets back to me, and I'm like, I'm so embarrassed that 17 people like this. <laughs> <laughs> Who were they? What's wrong with them? <laughs> Oh, well, uh, we well love you honestly, so I would love to have you back to talk about yeah. female anatomy and fertility. Yeah. And I feel like I have so much to learn. Yeah. Like as a gay man, especially I, I sometimes like I want to support all that education, but feel so detached because obviously I do not engage with like female genitalia. So we're going to have you back for that. And also for our episode on pre-cum. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the pre-cum. Yes, we should have a sex ed series where you come and help teach us about all these things. <laughs> oh my God. Well, thank thank you so, so much, much for being on the pod, for coming thank and visiting us. Thank you for having us, me. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Peace. Bye. Bye. Okay, before we, you leave me... Yeah, yeah, we're not actually just, leaving. We're just going to turn okay. all the recordings off now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.